Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Good morning. We are back for what I call... The Random Show. And many of you don't like that name, The Random Show, but I do, so it's The Random Show. And the reason it's The Random Show is because I am going to be sharing short answers to a few questions on a bunch of random topics. So these are an assortment of questions that have come in over the week that I feel would be helpful to all of you for me to kind of weigh in on, give some direction on, and they're all over the map in terms of their content. So as always, if you have a question, I want to hear it. And I'm really serious about that. So many times I get emails from people who are like, gosh, I've been thinking about emailing you for months, but I thought my question was silly or I thought you didn't have time. Not only are there, there are silly questions, I'm not going to lie. There are silly questions and there are stupid questions, but I want to answer those too because they make me laugh and I need sunshine in my day. So if you can be somebody that makes me laugh, I would love you for it. But more than anything, you know, everybody comes into this game of trying to improve your health, improve your relationship with food, improve your body at a different starting point. So it doesn't matter if it's an obvious answer to me. It's not obvious to you, and that's what matters. I am here genuinely to help you. Whatever your struggle is, I want to address it. And here's the thing, too. If it's a struggle for you, I bet you it is also a struggle for somebody else. And so we can all get better together when we talk about What's holding us back? What trips us up? What's the most difficult time of day or what mindset issue we're struggling with or what we just really don't understand about food or fat loss or hormones or anything? So the best way to get me your questions is to head over to primalpotential.com. Right on the homepage, just put in your first name, your email address. That is going to give you direct access to my inbox. I'll be honest, when questions come in through Facebook, they're really hard for me to keep up with because Facebook doesn't have any way for me to like flag them, mark them as read, mark them for follow up. And so email is the best way. And because oftentimes when you email me a question, I respond personally with a voice note and it's just easier for me to do it that way uh, than responding on Facebook or things like that. So go ahead and get on the VIP email list. I share about once a week recipes or meal ideas, fat loss tips, workouts, motivation, things like that. Uh, So you'll get those emails from me once a week. But more than anything, it just allows us to kind of interface and go back and forth. I really genuinely want to help. If you're listening right now, chances are something is hard for you related to this, whether it's grocery shopping or eating on a budget or not understanding what's upsetting your stomach or struggling with temptation, whatever it is let me help. Why sit there and struggle with it if I could potentially help or somebody that I've helped before could potentially help? So, all right, already, enough thinking, oh no, she's too busy. No, I'm not. I want to help, so email me so I can help. All right, 
One of the topics that I wanted to get to first, and this has come up in a series of emails over the last few months, really, related to people struggling with binging, right? And this can take all ways, shapes, and forms. When I say binging, that doesn't mean bulimia. We're not talking about purging, although we certainly get questions about that, and that's totally cool. Um, not It's not cool to purge, but, you know, it's cool to ask questions about that. But I want to talk specifically about binging. Many, many people find that they're doing pretty well, they're doing pretty well, and then bam, like a Mack truck, they just have this urge. Once they start, they have trouble stopping, and it's a little bit of a black hole when it comes to food. And as it relates to the struggle with binging and how to reduce that, I'll tell you, one of my clients, love her dearly, she's actually uh, just moved on, not a client anymore, But she started working with me not so much for weight loss, but because she was a pretty frequent binge eater. And initially starting out, the idea of even reducing the frequency of the binges felt maybe a little unrealistic and out of her control. And I will tell you that after a few months, she was completely binge free and in control. Doesn't mean she never indulged, but she didn't feel like this out of control sensation of I have to get everything and I have to have it in my mouth right now and I have to have more, 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 more and I'm in it, so I might as well win it. And it really came from a few strategies that I think might be helpful and I wanted to share them. First of all, many times when we overindulge, and this can be a binge or not a binge, just feeling like you overdid it and you didn't want to, oftentimes that out of control feeling of I have to eat all the crappy things right now comes from restriction. So when we over when we over restrict, we overindulge. We set ourselves up because we feel like we're missing out and that has a cumulative effect of like, I've had three perfect days. And on the one hand, you're feeling really proud of yourself, like, oh, I've eaten really well and I've eaten really clean and I'm making great progress for a few days. But then out of nowhere, you're like stuffing cookies and cakes and chips down your throat. And you're like, wait a second, it's been so good. It's because when you feel restricted, it's like pulling on a rubber band and it's more tension, more tension, more tension, bam. And bam is your face in ice cream, right? Or filling up an entire cart at the grocery store with all the things that are going to make you feel like crap five minutes later. But in the moment, it's like it's like a high. It's a need. It's an urge. And so many times that comes from over-restriction. So extreme restriction, the all-or-nothing approach, is not the answer if it leads to binging. Many of us approach Fat loss, weight loss, body change, feeling like, all right, I need to have a perfect eating day. Well, the problem with that for many people is that that perfect eating day or the three or four perfect eating days leads to totally out of control fifth day, sixth day, or seventh day, or really strict week and totally blown week. So here's the deal. Extreme restriction is not the answer for you if you find yourself overdoing it regularly. If you are somebody who does really well with extreme restriction and doesn't find yourself binging, congratulations, keep doing what you're doing. Your body will tell you what works for you. But for many of us, we need to get really honest about what doesn't work. And you can look on your pattern of behavior and if you see that you have a history of restricting really hard, right, like totally lean and totally green and then totally everything in a package because I'm on a binge, 
then that is not the right strategy for you. The other part of this is, are you eating foods you love? Because if you're not, then of course, the appeal of everything quote unquote tasty is larger than life. And many people feel like in order to reach my weight loss goals, I have to do, you know, the chicken and the broccoli and the egg whites. And oh my God, if I see another thing of chicken or you go into a restaurant where everybody around you is eating delicious things and you're like, "Um, I'll take the garden salad with a side of grilled fish. Come on now. If you don't love that, don't do that. Because when you're not eating foods you love, all you think about is getting some satisfaction from food. So it's not enough to meet your body's physical hunger needs, right? Physical fuel needs, satisfy your hunger in just any way. You have to be satisfied mentally and emotionally by your food. And if you are not, then you are very, very likely to overdo it later. So start with identifying foods you love. And I I used the example a couple of episodes ago about cheese or bacon wrapped avocado. Are they the perfect fat loss options? No, they are not. Would I see faster results if I was sticking to white fish and green vegetables? Yes, but here's the thing. If I was sticking to white fish and green vegetables, and I've done that before, I would reach my breaking point. It would be too much tension on that willpower uh, and deprivation rubber band, and I would snap. So instead, I have learned about myself if I do... Super, super, super strict. This is what it looks like. A few good days, a bad day. A few good days, a bad day. Or a great week, then a crappy week. So I have found that for consistency, I would rather have slower progress, but that is steady and consistent without the emotional upheaval of binging and guilt and remorse and then over restriction and then binging and cycling that over and over again. I would rather really embrace foods that I absolutely love, even if it means slower results, right? I talk a lot about how I love Brussels sprouts with bacon and sometimes even a little bit of amazing shredded Parmesan cheese on there. It's delicious. Now, would having steamed Brussels sprouts lead to faster fat loss? Yes, absolutely. But it would also, for me and for many people, lead to overindulging later. So I don't do that anymore. I am going to find the middle of the road and I would absolutely positively always choose the average option for fat loss if it means consistency than the perfect option for fat loss if it means deprivation because I know what the opposite side of deprivation is for me and for many people and that's over restriction. That is just the reality of the situation. So identify what foods you love and go for those. You never want to set yourself up to be like another salad or oh man everybody's meal looks so much better than mine you want to sit down and love your food no matter what because that is going to allow you to be consistent and results come from consistency I did a whole episode the other day on consistency I think that was episode 88 so if you haven't checked that one out definitely do so one last point related to binging most people who binge and I was this way too tell themselves that they binge and they have trouble binging and that they can't get control of it. You cannot change your action unless you first change your thoughts and your words related to that action because they are the driver of choice. And so you cannot say to yourself, I'm such a binge eater. Yeah, you're right. You are. So first, start to reprogram your thought. It's not to say like, 
I have perfect control over my food. But you have to look at what you are telling yourself, what you are instructing yourself. That is such a huge part of it. So identify the language that you're using related to this behavior and then change it. The next thing that I wanted to tackle today related to questions and comments that have come in uh, is eating off of your kid's plate or bites and nibbles here and there, a spoonful of this, a spoonful of that. And the reason that this has come up in in the form of a question lately is I've been doing a lot of one-time consultations with people. So basically, sometimes people will email in and be like, I'm not losing weight. Help, what advice do you have? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're doing. So, I mean, it could be the Twinkies or it could be the fact that you're eating too much protein. Like, I have no idea. So anyway, basically the way I work it is I have just a program where you do a 10-day tracking document and then we jump on a call and I give personalized, prioritized recommendations to accelerate your fat loss. Well, what I have been seeing in a lot of people, not just my one-on-one coaching clients, but these people that do the one-time 10-day thing, is that they feel like, and they're almost, in some cases, a little self-righteous about it, like, I eat really clean. I really, really do. I eat a lot of whole foods, but I'm not seeing results. And then when I see their tracking document, I see that it is, you know, and then I ate this, you know, whatever was left over on my kid's plate, or I had a bite of my kid's macaroni, or I stole two of my husband's fries, or I had a spoonful of peanut butter. And it's not that any of those things in and of themselves are bad. But if you are somebody who feels like, gosh, I'm not getting results, I am going to challenge you to look at your bites and your nibbles. Right. Because so many times we just take one bite of this or we sneak this off the kid's plate or we just have a couple of their crackers or one of their cookies or, you know, a bite of the husband's X, Y, Z, whatever it is that adds up a spoonful here, a piece there in a day. It's not a big deal. But here's the thing. We have to look at the cumulative effect over the course of a week or a course of the month. And, and the more important thing is. When you eat this way, when you're grabbing, you know, the leftover whatever off your kid's plate or a spoonful of something while you're preparing a meal, are you really enjoying it? Are you really like, this is amazing and this is so worth it? Chances are not. And it goes back to eating foods you love. Really, you want to make sure that you are so satisfied by everything you put in your mouth. And if you're just doing like a drive-by handful of something, chances are you're multitasking, you're doing something else. I encourage everybody to make food time, food time. To eat without distraction. Because that is, it's not a punishment. It's not like go sit in the corner and eat your meal. It's really not. It is about allowing yourself to really savor it. I can't tell you how many times in the past I was eating while driving and I would get someplace and be like, holy crap, did I eat all of that? I don't even really remember, you know? So make food time, food time. Don't be on your phone. Don't be playing on your phone. Don't be on your computer. Don't be watching TV because you really want to mindfully enjoy it. And so when you're doing a spoonful of this or a handful of that or two bites of this, you're you're not present for it. So a fantastic way to minimize this behavior because sometimes it's it's subconscious. We're not even paying attention to it. And that can be a big problem when we're tracking because it doesn't get on the tracking document because we feel like it didn't count or we don't remember to write it down because it was so it was so not a thing. Like we weren't paying attention so significantly that we don't even really remember it after the fact. And then 
you you don't have a true accurate picture of why you're not getting results because you didn't write down the seven random bites of something that you had over the course of the day. Sure, it doesn't have a big effect on the day itself, but cumulatively when this is a pattern for you, it absolutely does. So you can start to curb this behavior if you're tempted by something on your kid's plate or you think, ooh, just one bite, tell yourself, you know, I can make that choice, I can have that, but I have to sit down without distraction and do it. Nine times out of 10, you're gonna be like, no, not worth it. I don't have time or that's just not worth it. But tell yourself, if I am going to pick this up and put it in my mouth, I need to stop what I'm doing, sit down and really mindfully enjoy it. And ask yourself, do I want to mindfully enjoy this? If you don't, stop throwing your progress by putting it in your mouth in the first place. All right, the other question that I've been getting a lot of this week is from people who are saying, I totally get what you're saying about thinking positive and saying positive things, but it seems a lot easier said than done. It seems a lot easier to kind of get the notion, but it's a habit. It is a real habit to just be negative or complain or say bad things about myself. And I saw this this quote the other day on social media. It's actually from... Um, Hoda Kotb from uh, the Today Show, which I don't watch the Today Show, but I saw the quote and I, and I loved it. She says, talking about our problems is our greatest addiction. Break the habit. Talk about your joys. And I really agree with that. I really feel strongly that people in general are completely addicted to talking about their problems. They, it's, it's almost like we get some badge of honor from being busy and being stressed and being overwhelmed and being overworked or being tired. No, first of all, there's enough negativity in the world. And my personal perspective is I don't want to pollute the world with my negativity. I I have it. It's there. It's in my head. But, you know, I try to, when it comes to working with clients Uh, this podcast, I've gotten a lot of things about, you know, you should do an episode on all the MLM companies out there doing supplements, or you should do an episode on such and such TV show that kind of makes it cool to be fat or whatever else it is. And my thought is, you know what? There's enough people bashing people, bashing products, bashing things. And I want to be relentlessly positive because there's so much we can do to improve our lives if we're positive, right? And there's enough negativity out there. We have an addiction to talking about our problems. And so when it comes to making this transition to the way we currently think, being negative about ourselves, the I'm fat, I look awful, I can't lose weight, I'm addicted to sugar, to really being positive and proactive... It's about a constant redirect. It's kind of like training a dog and how you constantly have to pop their collar, right? It is a mental redirect. Every time you notice that negativity, that negative track, redirect, redirect, redirect. Sometimes you'll have to do it a thousand times in a day and that can be exhausting. But here's the deal. Easy, I I love this, Jade Teed of Metabolic Effect says this, easy is earned. It's not just easy for some people and not easy for others. Easy is earned when you do the work. When you do the redirects, it gets easier. It gets more natural. I used to be just like everybody else who, you know, I'm stressed, I'm tired, I'm this, I'm that, I'm fat, I'm, you know, I hate working out, I want to sleep in. It wasn't easy for me at first to be like, you know what? Today is an opportunity to make my body better. Today is an opportunity to find foods that I love. Today is an opportunity to eat whole foods that I really love and enjoy. And I'm not deprived unless I choose to focus on stuff. And you know what? The reality is it's not 
like a gift to eat sugar and crap and all of this stuff because it doesn't make me feel good. And eating well makes me feel amazing and I deserve that. That redirect didn't come easily to me. It came from training. Easy is earned, right? And the other thing is, Acknowledge when you want to be negative. Be honest with yourself when you just want to throw a pity party and feel sorry for yourself, right? And then move on. Let it go. Like, you know, I'm not ready to be positive about this right now. I just want to feel like crap and I want to be sad and I want to be angry and that's where I'm at. But then move on. Don't carry it with you all day long. The world has enough negativity. It is the norm to whine and complain and be bitchy and negative and beat yourself up and talk badly about yourself Flip everything, right? From a flat tire and complaining about that to thinking, gosh, I'm so grateful that I have a car. I'm so grateful that it's just a flat tire. And you know, hey, oftentimes tire blowouts cause fatal wrecks. And I am damn fortunate that I'm just on the side of the road safe with a flat tire. Or looking at a a day where you really regret your food choices and instead of beating yourself up, be like, what can I learn from this? There is an opportunity for me to improve and get better permanently if I lean into this and learn what contributed it, what contributed to it so that I can do better next time. Or if you go into the gym and you have a really lousy workout, be grateful for your body and the fact that you can get yourself to a gym or get yourself to any type of workout and that you always have the opportunity to improve. Not everybody has a body capable of movement and it is a blessing if you do. Or looking at financial challenges and beating yourself up and being stressed. I'm broke. I have no money. Oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. This debt, blah, blah, blah. I can make it better every day. I can make it better every day. And you know, this is not a pitch in any way, but if you struggle with this, please take the emotional eating course, Overcoming Self-Limiting Beliefs and Behaviors, that's up on primalpotential.com. If you take it and it doesn't help you, tell me. I'll give you your money back. No big deal. The people that are in there now are going through it repeatedly, multiple times. Heck, even though I put the content together, I take it all the time because I need reminders and I need to get better. And this is something, and this isn't just my opinion. Tons of people that have taken the course have told me this. It is something when you master the mindset side, it improves every area of your life every area of your life. It includes strategies for shifting your perspective, how you can practice this. It's not just about your ability to reach your goals or your fat loss goals, but it will help you do that. It's about being happy. It's just about being happy. All right, let's take a hard turn because this is the random show and let's talk about alcohol. A number of questions lately, and I've done an entire episode that I will link to in the show notes page. I think it was episode 17. I did an entire episode on alcohol, but the question is, can you drink alcohol and still lose weight? How much is too much? Going to refer back to the episode that I did on the three questions that you can ask yourself to find the answers for your body, right? Because... Absolutely, you can drink alcohol and lose weight, no question, but everybody's how much is too much is going to be very, very different. And so the questions, again, just in a link to the episode in the show notes over at primalpotential.com, does this choice, right, this drink, this series of drinks, does it represent an improvement? If you were normally drinking, you know, four margaritas every Friday night, Does three represent an improvement? Yes, it does. How does it make you feel? What does it do to your energy? And what happens to your results? So you really need to pay attention to the nuances with you. It's relative and everybody is different. And here's the thing with alcohol. Oftentimes, the alcohol is just kind of the trigger. 
And it's not the alcohol that impairs your fat loss, although it can be in many people. Sometimes it's the food, because once you have a couple drinks in you, you're like, oh, nachos, peanut butter pie, let's do it. So look at your own behavior to identify, is the alcohol what I think is the challenge here, or is it what comes after the alcohol? And then if it is what comes after the alcohol, ask where your threshold is. Find out for yourself where your threshold is. If you can have two drinks and still make great food choices, then have two drinks, no worries. But if you feel like after that third drink, you're very likely to go for the chips and dip or, you know, the bag of pretzels or whatever else, then say, you know what, I'm going to really work to keeping it to two. So know thyself. Where is your tipping point? And the other thing is what happens the next day? When you drink, do you feel like it sets you up to be off track the next day because you're hungover or you're beating yourself up or you're more tired, you have more cravings? You have to look at all of those things and what happens to your results. A couple of strategies, though, for alcohol and fat loss. I tell my clients all the time, if you're going to drink, that's cool. Do carbs or alcohol, but not both right? So if you're going to have a drink, skip the bread basket, skip the dessert, uh, skip the pasta. But if you're going to do the bread basket, skip the alcohol. When it comes to beers, watch out for the gluten in the beers. And I go into a lot more detail. There's a lot of gluten and sugar in in most beers. There are gluten-free beers uh, and there are beers that are lower in sugar. Uh, But definitely check out episode 17 for specific strategies like what types of wines are going to be more fat loss friendly, what types of liquor are going to be more fat loss friendly. If I drink, I typically do clear liquor and I avoid mixers. Like I don't do fruit or soda or anything like that. And make sure you're also going to drink a lot of water. If you're going to have alcohol, make sure you get hydrated because alcohol will naturally dehydrate you. All right, so those are the questions that I wanted to tackle today. Let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday. So in the morning, I had uh, some eggs and bacon and a random saute of veggies off of the breakfast bar at Whole Foods, which I don't do often, but I did yesterday. And then after my workout, I really didn't feel like doing any food prep. So I had a random snack, a bowl of guacamole and salsa, which salt and lime, oddball for sure. And then I had uh, coconut curry chicken thighs that I threw in the cock, uh, God, no. Oh, no, that was wrong. The crock pot, not the cock pot. That's that's something different. Um, the crock pot, just a can of coconut milk and some chicken thighs and some curry powder. Um, <laughs> wow, Freudian. Sorry about that. And then uh, dinner was a half of a steak and a half of a sweet potato with a very large plate of roasted cauliflower. You guys know that I don't do the sweet potato thing a whole lot because it tends to make me crave more. Uh, I was ha- having a conversation conversation with Allie Hagendorf the other day, though, and I am going to try some less sweet tubers to see if that helps with my cravings so that I can have more of them post-workout to help with my recovery. Uh, but yeah, that's what I ate yesterday. Whole Foods breakfast bar, salsa and guacamole, coconut curry, chicken thighs in the crock pot, and then uh, half a steak and half a sweet potato with some roasted cauliflower. So don't forget, if you've got questions, send them my way. Don't just sit there and wonder. Reach out and ask because that is why I am here and that is what I would love for you to do. So we'll be back in a couple of days with the next episode and we'll see you then. Have a great day. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. 
We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.